Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm still stunned. I have no idea what to make of that game today. The Roosters, of all teams, getting done by the Finns. Finns up. JT here for the SC Report Wrap Podcast Round 1. It was a, I was at Suncorp. It was a, a sitting there almost stunned. Could not believe. 16-point winners. The Finns end up running out, or was it 12 in the end? The Roosters did score a late try, but holy, what a way to shake things up, hey? Who would have thought? I think everyone before the game was saying, how much are the Roosters going to win by Clunky old effort from the Chooks, a lot of HIAs, the sin binning, all Finns. So all Queensland teams, all four of them uh, in the winner's circle for round one. It was an incredible start to the season, a lot of close games, really good stuff. In terms of Supercoach, I mean, my uh, 960-odd is probably not uh, anywhere near the mark, but no worries. It's uh, it's round one. I think we said in the uh, TLT pod that the best thing to do is to not panic in these situations. Trust your gut. If you finished anywhere between, you know, the 1100, 1200 mark, there's a lot of those scores sort of floating around, a lot of big efforts from some players this weekend. I think you're doing pretty well. But for me, I've got to clean up the mess and move on to next week. We're going to go through the usual uh, rap pod formula. So I'm going to try to do a lot more of these this season. I have rushed home from the game. So I think I ran a red light with KFC in the uh, in the hand. That's going to look good if I happen to wind up on camera after that one. But rushed home, made it here. So it will be a little abridged. I'm kind of running it off the fly, Kirk up style, if you will. So usual stuff, rockers, floppers, shockers, uh, go through the injuries and then just chat through a little bit in each of the games. So I did manage to see quite a bit of footy this weekend. So uh, yeah, a fair bit to get through. Let's get started with Rocker of the Week. This one's, uh, I mean, I, I saw, sort of saw it coming. Uh, Turbo against the, the Dogs at Brookvale Oval or Four Pines Park, it is, it is now known. I think we've got to give it to him here. 97 points and looked electric out there. Did cop a spell late in the game as well. But Tommy Turbo, 97 points on return. Huge. If you went the cheaper fullback route and you didn't go Trell and Teddy uh, and you landed on Turbo like a lot of us did, I think he's upwards of 50% owned. Um, absolutely nailed it. So well done. Anyone who captained him as well. Brave call with the, the hammies and the knees and all that kind of thing, but he made it through. So Tommy Turbo, you're the rocker of the week for the round one. Let's go uh, the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, that noise kind of sums it up. The fail of the week, the uh, the flopper. Of the week, and I think none other than Matty Burton. Oh, this is in, in the same game as well, through an intercept that led to a try, knocked the ball on about seventeen times. It was a rough old day for the for the doggies. Uh, just not clicking for them. What has he got? Four errors and a penalty conceded. Matt Burton, eighteen points, heavily owned. I own him. Uh, played him. Decided to go expensive in the five eight spots with um, both him 
and Dewey, and then I got my boy the Fogue up in half, and uh, Nathan Cleary, and no one really kicked on outside of Dewey this afternoon. But Matty Burton, eighteen points—that's an absolute shocker, stinker to start the year for Burton. He needs to turn that around very, very quickly. And finally, the um, the, the did you see that the surprise of the week? Oh, oh, oh did you see that? I mean, I think it, it just has to go to the Finns, right? Anyone in that side today, uh, we got Jermaine Asako, 110 points, a double. What a historical afternoon for them. Hammer, Hamiza, I, I was riding him off entirely this uh, preseason. I thought, new club, he wasn't ideal for the cows at fullback, but in terms of an effort out on that field today, I don't think you can ask for much more. He looked lively, he was involved, he was nipping around the ruck. 79 points for him. I try and assist in a, a handful of busts there, but I thought surprise packets, the Dolphins, pick a name, throw a dart, whatever it is, they all scored uh, pretty handily for some of the guys uh, that were getting looked at. So the likes of uh, likes of the Hammer, even Tommy Gilbert, uh, he had a bit of a, I guess, a checkered kind of game, but 54 points for him. So any of those fins, I still am reeling at that score, 28-18. Who would have thought? Imagine being a rooster on Monday morning. You are going to absolutely cop it. Uh, all right, that's the uh, the headlining acts. Let's get into the game by games. Just needed that little bit of smooth guitar to, to just calm the nerves, calm everything down. It's been a hectic, a manic uh, round one. I saw Friday night a few beers on the couch, deleted about 30 of them yesterday. Uh, a few horsey wins as well that made it all worthwhile. And then the cows getting up. So just trying to clear the head. Been a big day today as well. So uh, sifting through the debris of what was round one. Let's start at the top. Eels and Storm, absolute cracker. Uh, both sides probably not on their game, but who is in round one? So for them, I think the, the headlining act here, uh, Jermaine Hopgood, 101 points. And guess what? I had him on my bench, the uh, non-playing reserves. So that was that was tremendous to see. I don't know really what I was thinking there. I think I just assumed rookie forward against a Storm. They'll muscle up on him. Will he play 80? He didn't in the end. He got about, I think, 70-odd minutes. But, geez, he looked incredible out there, throwing offloads left, right, and center. I think he had 50 tackles by the end of the game. Some of his stats, 57, uh, six misses, which you'll get, one bust, four offloads, all effective, um, and 30 points in hit-ups. So, I mean, in terms of lock forward output, that is you know, absolute top of the class. So good to see 100 points on the bench uh, for me to start the season. But I think a lot of other people had him and really kick-started there their week. So I think that's probably where I fell behind and why I didn't clear a thousand where most people did. But anyway, you'll uh, move on and fix that up next week. Junior Polo, the other standout in that game, 103 points for him, the big fella. Um, probably not as talked about as the likes of Saifidi, Haas, uh, Tapane, those kind of guys. But for a, a man who's got to lead this Parramatta pack around, I think he did it pretty well on the night there. Um, 103 points with a try. Uh, for the Storm, Josh King looked pretty good. He set that try up. A few have really spoken about him, given he was a cheapy last season. That's kind of where his value lied. But a silky little ball at the line for a uh, Nick Meany try early in that first half. It looked really good, 96 points. Um, and then you go down the list, Harry Grant, junk time. Capital J, junk time points for Harry. Uh, the Golden Point winning try. Who who wins Golden Point games with tries? There you go, Harry Grant. Uh, would have seen him on about 70, I guess, before that try, or 60, there you go, 17 plus 10. Yeah, about 60-odd points, which is nothing to sneeze at. I th- thought he was okay out there, but yeah, really boosting a lot of those uh, guys who got him in early, 815K, so he desperately needed an attacking stutter too and got it right at the end just when you didn't want it as a non-owner. Uh, Nick Meany, this one stings a little bit because I had Nick Meany in my side all throughout the preseason, led up to... I think it was the Thursday morning it might have even been, 
decided Brian Toto was really good. I uh, thought that was a good play. Surely going to move to the left. He didn't, so turf to Meany for him. And then, yeah, Meany goes out and outscores him by about 30-odd. So Nick Meany thought he looked handy at the back at times. Did score that try off Kingy, as we mentioned, but 76. That um, stings a little bit. Um, otherwise, Christian Welsh, 67 points with that added boost of golden point. I think he got about 55 minutes, so really hitting the ground running. Looking good for Welshie for the rest of the year. Cam Munster, the big news. So he suffered that horrific uh, finger injury during the game, bone popping out of the skin. How do you play on with that? don't know. He did and saw himself to 65 with a triasis, but he'll miss the next couple of weeks. Two to three, I think, is the prognosis with surgery happening over the weekend, so repairing that digit and getting back on deck uh, quickly. Other other names of note here, Bryce Cartwright. So it was either him, Mamacia, uh, who else you got? Um, Dury on the night. It was big part, Cardi Party, 59. Don't know how much longer he'll be in the side with the likes of Matto and Sean Lane coming back over the next couple of months. But for now, the party started pretty hot, 59. You'd want to have gotten on that as opposed to like Saduri, uh, who got, a, I think, 40. Um, he was sitting on the bench, actually 34, which is a pretty ordinary score. Um, elsewhere, uh, Eli Katoa did play him over Jermaine Hopgood, so that was about a 50-point deficit on that one, 54. But Eli Katoa looked okay out there, I thought. Uh, got 41 tackles, which on an edge, uh, he did play through the little, through the middle a little bit, but through the um, for the base stats, 41 points. Uh, a couple of errors, which were pretty costly and a penalty given away. Uh, thankfully, I don't think I might have to get that up, but won't be missing any time. Uh, we'll get into the injuries and suspensions at the back of the pod for formality. But for now, Eli Katoa looks like suiting up again. I thought he was pretty good uh, in his debut game for the Storm. Uh, just casting the eye down, Jerome Hughes, 43. I mean, that's a, with a try. Uh, sorry, not with a try, with 17 tackles. Uh, looks like try points. But uh, Jerome Hughes, solid, I guess. But on the night, it was all the likes of Nick Meany, Harry Grant, and Cam Munster. Uh, no one else really of note. So let's move on to game two. Yeah, I had no, I had no idea. I had to fumble for the sound bite there. Uh, it was probably not as, uh, I guess, classy, but 20 to 12 Warriors getting the job done in Wellington overnight. So I thought it was a uh, good game for what it was for both sides. So some were calling it spoon bowl may have been me, but I thought the, the Warriors did enough to get the job done in the end for them. The real standout here. Tohu Harris, this one also hurt a little bit because, again, yo-yoed through the side, in and out throughout the preseason, ended up out on uh, game day, gone a little bit cheaper up in the front row, and living to regret that 88 points from 80 minutes. Did exactly what he's done for the last couple of years for the for the Warriors. Uh, got plenty of base, looked dangerous out there. I think he threw one offload, maybe busted a, a couple of tackles, but really, you're getting him for that base. And 80 minutes as a starting lock forward, I mean, that is uh, set and forget territory. So if that's what you're going to get every week out of him, which I suspect you will, given the rotation that they're working with, uh, 54 tackles, incredible, one offload. Tohu Harris, uh, dual position this year as well, looked really, really good. Uh, who else? Kalen Ponga. I mean, he had a couple of moments of brilliance here, but then the, all the talk, I guess, was the uh, getting taken off from the injury or the independent doctor giving him a, a spell with about 15 to go. That's That ended his night, but 72 points. Set up a, a couple of tries, but really outside of that, I didn't think the move to 5'8 was uh, immediately um, explosive or, or groundbreaking or anything like that. I think it will take time, and they did look clunky, but as he always is, he's involved in the, the good stuff that the Knights did, and on this in this case, it was two try assists. CNK, another one, uh, got a try at the back and scored 70 in the end. I think the 
highlight reel for him was that held up over the line for Caelan Ponga. So, I mean, what, what a difference that could have made to that score if he had got over the line. But CNK, uh, 70 points. You're going to take that every day of the week for a 320k cheapy center wing. So I didn't think he had it in him. And admittedly, it is the Knights. But in terms of leading that side around and looking good from the back, I think they've got a onto a winner here with CNK. So I don't know whether he'll get those attacking stats Week in, week out, but geez, he plays with a lot of heart, so you can't write that one off. Mitch Barnett, um, interestingly enough, dual positioned as well this year, so 67 against his former club. He looked okay out there. I didn't think um, you know, it was anything uh, hugely groundbreaking or anything like that. Did what Barnett usually does when he gets given a shot. Um, just having a look at his minutes here. So um, he played in the prop rotation 49 minutes, so you're going to take 60, what is that, 67 from 49 minutes every day of the week. Plenty of base, uh, four busts, an ineffective offload, a line break, uh, which absolutely helps. I think Tohu fed him the ball for that one. So huge points if you've got one or both of them there. Jackson Ford, cheapy second rower, so 280k. A lot of question marks just about where he sat in this side here. you got Josh Curran on the bench. Uh, Curran actually only played 19 minutes in the end, and Jackson Ford saw the whole 80 out. So it was near Cora who got spelled for Curran partway through the game. But yeah, not criminally low, but very, very low minutes for Curran. So if Jackson Ford's your guy for 80 minutes week to week and you've got him in your side, you're uh, sitting pretty happy after round one. Uh, who else we've got? Dan Saifidi. Alex was banging on about him all uh, preseason. He scored 52, pretty mediocre from about as many minutes. So that's classic Saifidi sort of stuff there. Braden Williami, uh, 48 points with a try assist. So a lot of people have just sort of stuck him in as a placeholder in center wing or second row because he was so cheap. Getting the job done there. Should see some good price rises if he can hold his spot down. And scrolling down through the list, I mean, there's not much else uh, to talk about there. Um, they will get Dane Gagai back and Greg Marju, I believe, from next week. A hip pointer for Marju and a, uh, another injury for, for Gagai. So it could be a little shuffle around with some of their outside backs at the Knights. But, um, yeah, not a hell of a lot doing for them. Let's go to the next game. Yeah, I'm just going to ride with that one. Don't you worry about it. Uh, it was a, another shocker. The Broncos of all teams getting the job done over a clunky Panthers outfit. This was a tough watch. A lot of rain in the first half, and it just never got going, just like the Roosters today. Penrith um, came up against a much better defensive outfit. Who would have thought Broncos in the space of a year? Kevolution 2.0. Is he back? We'll, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, 13-12, gritty, gritty win. Well done to the Broncos and their fans starting at the top. Uh, Herbie Farnworth, so a couple of tries. It's weird. I don't know like when a guy's leaving your side and you know within the space of 12 months as a fan, how do you cheer that? But uh, the Dolphins will be cheering that one right to the bank. Herbie Farnworth, 84 with a couple of tries. Payne Haas, 79. So he played the majority of the game. We'll just get his minutes up. But I thought um, in terms of front row forwards, I think the off-field stuff kind of turned people off a little bit. But on that effort, uh, leading the pack there, it looks like he's he's got his mind firmly on the job. 65 minutes, so you're taking that. Every day of the week in terms of some of the other front rowers, i.e. Tarpane, who I've been keen on, who uh, came up a little bit short. Payne Haas in the first round, 65 for 79 points. You're taking that uh, day in and day out. Paddy Carrigan of a similar vein. So second row forward, 74 points. He played the uh, 70 minutes at lock. So again, just gets through a hell of a lot of work, a couple of offloads and that kind of thing. Uh, on the Panther front, it was a yeah, pretty dire old night for them. But Sonny Luke getting the job done at the end. Putting a or put it, making a game of it, I guess. Panthers looked dreadful in attack, and he just decided to go himself against tired forwards. Played about 30 minutes, 25, and yeah, got the try at the end to bump that score up to 59. So at basically bottom dollar, that's going to see a hell of a lot of price rises. And 
I mean, in terms of the coach, if you're looking at that, him versus Mitch Kenny, uh, I suspect they'll go with Kenny for those early uh, sort of dour moments in the game and then inject this Sonny Luke at the uh, uh, you know back end of the half and that kind of thing. And if that leads to points, it's going to lead to huge value. So if you sat with Sonny Luke, some question marks over minutes and that kind of thing, but the guy looks explosive. So that might not be the last of the tries. If you didn't, it's a bit annoying, but whatever. It's uh, you know one of those junky sort of tries that they can occasionally get, but geez, he looked very handy. So I suspect there'll be a decently negative break even for him coming up. Nathan Cleary, uh, the Nico alternative, 53. Not a lot going for him on the night. Getting caught with the ball a lot, just trying to spark something and not, uh, you know, not his usual self. Kicking game was a little bit off as well. So, yeah, not really sure what to make of that one. It was a bit of a, uh, yeah, just a weird old night for the Panthers. But he, despite having a pretty ordinary game, still getting 53 points shows the class that he has. Um, elsewhere, Brian Toto unfortunately didn't go to the left as we did suspect. So it was Taruva out on that left edge where it's more favorable for Supercoach. But Toto, for uh, what it's worth, did get through a lot of base work, a lot of good runs as he normally does, but just nothing going in terms of attack. I think he did get over the line, but they might have called a forward pass, something like that. So again, what could have been? And I blame us. Well, I blame myself for bringing him in and apologies to other Toto owners. But uh, there you go. Move on to next week. Uh, nothing else really striking me there. Selwyn Cobbo, uh, some love. Uh, I think Anton on the pod this week talked about him and an X factor in his back line. He is a, uh, well, he was playing fullback here. He might move back or should move back to the wing when Reese Walsh returns, we're thinking next week. But first game at fullback, 24 points, grinding old kind of affair. So wouldn't have expected too much more. But yeah, not a, not a nice score to start out for him. Let's go to the Saturday game. As I get it up, lol, the 31-6 to six, Manly over the Dogs. I didn't expect this to be as big a blowout, but uh, Manly looked pretty well red-hot in this one here. As we said, DCE and Ruben Garrick, both of these guys tunned up, 119 and 112 respectively. Um, Garrick is the big one there. I think for a lot of super coaches, we just saw the move to, to wing with Turbo back and uh, thought, you know, you'd rather have Garrick when he's at fullback. But you forget all that, that good stuff that he did. It was a couple of years ago with Turbo at the back when they were just tearing competition up to shreds and Garrick really cemented himself as a, a genuine super coach option but uh, in this case yeah back on the wing he got a, uh, a try he got uh, five goals missed one um, I mean nothing ground you know you normally see that for a, a winger or center or whatever and they score 112 and you think geez they've doubled or hat trick or whatever but no just a lot of a lot of good stuff three line breaks as well for him they looked electric on the night and 31 hit up points so again good stuff for a, a winger in, in terms of base so at 740k, hugely premium, but geez, you're sitting very comfortably if you uh, went that way in your centers. DCE, another uh, handy option at halfback. And again, um, great combination with Tommy Turbo. I thought he did a lot of good things out there. Three tries for DCE. That won't be repeated, you wouldn't imagine, uh, throughout the rest of the year. And just the one try assist. But when you're doing it all yourself, that um, is definitely how it's going to shape up. But in terms of halfbacks this week, by far and above, uh, you know, outstanding above the competition. So well done, any DCE owners. Uh, elsewhere, like, oh, geez, the, the highest scoring dog was Karaz with 53. So they could not get a, a thing going. Uh, apologies, Reed Marnie, missing the name here. Reed Marnie, there you go, 76 with a try. So on a, on a pretty, you know, dire old day or afternoon for the doggies, at least new recruit Reed Marnie got over the stripe and looked okay. 
at there. I think he played uh, the full 80. So in terms of uh, you know, getting a return off your new investment, that's uh, not as bad as, say, a, a Billy Kickow or, well, I mean, Matt Burton's been there a while now, but, geez, the ex-Panther Brigade didn't exactly fire on the night. So uh, Reed Mining, new club, looking okay. So uh, good for them. Um, otherwise, yeah, just a, a pretty disappointing day. You got Sean Kepi was moved back to the bench on game day. Did get through about, I think it was 40-odd minutes. So um, despite being moved back to the bench, which would have set alarm bells off, uh, he did end up getting, uh, what was it, 40-odd minutes. So at a reasonable point per minute there, he got uh, 41 from 39. You're going to take that at, a, at that kind of price. It might just slow his growth down if Aloye is going to constantly get um, promoted to lock ahead of him. Gerbo was a, a one that I was keeping an eye on, so he was moved to the prop rotation. I thought, you know, he's just going to tuck it under the wing and run this time, but he was still playing that kind of shuffling the ball on at the line kind of role, which for Supercoach kills him because it's just you don't get points. You don't get hit-up points. You don't get offloads, any of that. So Jabo, unfortunately, with just 48 points for the day, not uh, transitioning uh, super profitably into that role just yet, but keep an eye on. Uh, for Tala Mariner, another doggy, but 40 points for him. Not a huge return, but again, when you, your side's going pretty dismally and just make an error after error, you're not really going to benefit too much. Uh, didn't play the full 80, though, RFM. So 62 minutes, not um, not an ideal return. Hayes Perham at the back, again, as a fullback, a rookie-ish fullback, and a dog side getting towed up. You're not going to score well, and he didn't with 33. So you move on to next week. Same with Alamotti, cheapy center wing. Hopefully you didn't play him, but just 22 and Burton, yeah, the flopper of the week, not a great return at all, just the 18. Uh, dreadful start for both him and my super coach side, but uh, you move on as we do to... Ooh, should have just played this one. Should have just played this one because the chaos got up. Oh, boy, this was a tough watch in the uh, JT household. I think my new dog uh, definitely is learning a few new words and uh, some choice phrases, but, geez, it was a... Yeah, strange old game. 18-0 we got up. I thought this was going to be a comfortable one, as we suspected. Canberra wilting away, but they didn't. They came back and nearly stole it at the end. A couple of crucial errors just cost them at the right time. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on to next week with that one with a one-point win. For the Cows, it was uh, the Drinkwater show at the start of the half, first half. So he scored twice, a couple of kicks, so doesn't get the line break. But 59, would have thought, uh, after doubling up, would have had a little bit more to show for it. I think it uh, he was kind of cost with the first try. They gave the assist to... Val Holmes, who was sweeping around the back rather than uh, drinky as it would normally go to. But uh, Val, on the other hand, 65 uh, with that try assist. He didn't score on himself, but kicked. Uh, uh, he had a bit of a mixed night. Kicked three goals and, and missed two, so it wasn't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
his usual self. Uh, but yeah, hopefully just shaking the rust off. One thing I did write this week, Reese Robson for the cows. I uh, said, I'm going to go him. He's a cheaper alternative to Damien Cook. He's much cheaper than Harry Grant. If Grant didn't score the try, Robson would have outscored both this week. But 73 with a try assist, uh, developed a little kick close to the line. Hadn't seen that before from him. So a little dinky kick out the back with a fullback up in the line. Saw Drinky score a try. Uh, a 12-point boost for Robbo. But yeah, otherwise, 80 minutes. Jake Granville, who did come on, played uh, on the edge. And roving as a lock sort of forward didn't affect Robson at all. So that was really handy to see. Was a little concern seeing him on the bench, but uh, not to be. But yeah, Reese Robson, you are probably my one shining light for this weekend. So we'll take that to the bank. On the other hand, the uh, Raiders, well, their best was Emre Gula, who had a bit of love in the preseason. We thought he was going to get named to start at prop, but wasn't the case. Uh, he did come off the bench, scored a very, very simple try and 60 points, top scoring for the for the Raiders. Tarpane, Joe Tarpane, he was, uh, yeah, I think one of my first picked at the start of the season, I thought uh, in pretty dismal weather conditions, so humidity uh, ridiculously high. We saw, I think, all the Raiders at one point just on haunches and almost vomiting on the sidelines, and Tarpane was no exception. He looked pretty gassed after the first stint, 20, 25-odd minutes or so. Ended up only getting 49. I suspect that's the weather thing, and with Papali out, I would have thought a little bit more could have been um, eked out of him, but again, 56 points. It's not the end of the world, uh, and no real offloads or anything like that. So uh, Tarpane moving on to next week. There's a bigger ceiling to uh, to come for him. Um, Fogarty, my boy, I have spoken about him at uh, at length over the last couple of weeks. I thought, uh, did okay up there. I didn't expect, um, again, it's one of those things, you've got to be patient with these people. I didn't expect him to go lights out, but 49. I'm not going to you know, cry over that. I thought he was okay. He kicked all his goals. He set up a uh, forced dropout. A um, couple of good kicks there. So I thought 49, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Let's put it that way. So we'll take it. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of good work around the middle in terms of defending and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to move on to next week and hope that he uh, yeah, can towel up. I think they've got is it the Finns next week or the Dragons. I'll have to double check that one. But I think bigger stuff ahead for my boy, the Fogue. Um, and yeah, who else? We got uh, oh, Hudson Young, I thought. I'd Big raps on him, but again, just a weather thing. Couldn't get anything going. 39 points. Um, Haruiro Naira. So he played uh, on the edge. They did name him at lock, but it was mostly Elliot Whitehead playing through the middle there. And I thought CHN was okay. He got 41 points. Again, he'll probably get shuffled out to the back or the reserves when Papali is back. But um, yeah, you know, 66 minutes, I thought in better conditions would have put a lot more points on, but I thought he was probably one of the Raiders' best. So I think the fans uh, thought the same as well. And then just to wrap that one out, so Tamalolo, I think probably putting a line through him as a super coach option gets his, he's very much just a normal, ordinary kind of ball runner these days. 43 points in, uh, you know, about that many minutes. I think he got a longer stint than he probably would normally. Yeah, just 51 minutes for him. So. Uh, yeah, JT is fallen a long way in Supercoach pecking order. But there you go. Uh, the dog's getting yelled at outside, if you can hear that one. Um, and yeah, that's probably going to wrap it up. Although if you had Chatty Townsville, hey, 51 points. Giddy up and give your love to that man. Getting us home yet again. This one was a, a, a somewhat of a tight game. I thought the Bunnies or the Sharkies were holding their own in the first half and then the Class of the Bunnies just came to the fore. Uh, you know, you can't really do much when you got the likes of Nico Hines out and 
players in the bin and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, Sharkies couldn't quite match it and went down nine points uh, to the to the Bunnies. It start with them. Campbell Graham, a relatively pot option, but an expensive one in your centre wing. He got over for a couple of tries, 109 points. He was the top scorer for this game. Uh, at 664K, I think most people ended up looking at uh, Alex Johnson. So you got um, you know a much more expensive AJ, but a guy that we've seen deliver time and time again. But in this case, it was uh, it was Campbell Graham getting the job done on the night. I'm just trying to scroll down to see actually where um, Alex Johnson finished. 40 points with no tries. I mean, for I think Alex Christie went to him, his namesake, uh, and said basically you can take that every day if you haven't scored a try as AJ uh, hadn't here. Typically, he's one of those guys that relies on tries for uh, bigger points, but for 40 in basically all base, you're taking that and walking away. And moving on to next week, it's definitely not the end of the world kind of score. Cam Murray uh, in what was a uh, yeah pretty solid hit out for him. Uh, he did get a try assist, 84 points in the end. So doing Cam Murray things, I think a lot of people are just locked and loaded him for the season. Relative surprise packet, Lachlan Ilias probably had his best game in Bunnies colours here, set up a try, scored another um contributed another and just a lot of good tackling on the line so huge wraps coming out for him 84 points uh 360k he's definitely not one of those guys that you're gonna uh you know rush into your side on the back of one score but in terms of just maturity in the game looked really really good here uh Luttrell uh ever the eyes on him here he did nail all his goals five from five he set up a try um yeah not hugely involved made nine runs in the end so that's basically where he normally sits so you wouldn't expect you know him to be making 15, 20 runs or whatever, but it's quality over quantity with Luttrell, and it was uh, yeah plenty of quality in this game here. So at a relatively hefty price, he outpointed Tedesco, who a lot of people went over him, uh, slightly more expensive. So if you did go the Luttrell option, you're sitting relatively happy. But again, early days, we'll move on. Damien Cook, I did say I was measuring him up against uh, Reese Robson and Harry Grant. He uh, got a 69 level. Here, so yeah, he's third placed in that little uh, trifecta there. But a lot of base for him: forty-six tackles, um, five busts. Actually, not a not a bad little outing for for Cookie. So normally you'd uh, like to see a try assist or, or even a try next to his name there, and that boosts him up into that eighty ninety realm where he used to uh, regularly average. But again, without those attacking stats, you're going to take a 69 LL every single day of the week, as you would. Teague Wilton, big uh, beneficiary of some late points here. So uh, got a try for kick, 67. Without it, I guess 50 points. It's not the end of the world in what was, I guess, a relatively well-beaten side. But 67, I ended up going Wilton, and I'm not displeased with that. I was glad he got um, through the full 80. Uh, Yeah, I think that was what we were somewhat concerned about. So what's Wade Graham going to do? In this case, just sort of floated through the middle. Uh, Graham himself... Uh, didn't last very long uh, with a, I think he was sinbin at one point, but for a shoulder to the head. So in terms of affecting Wilton, didn't do a huge uh, amount of it there. And then the likes of Katoa, he got a uh, a try out wide, 64 points for him. He wasn't too shabby. Shaq Mitchell, actually, let's turn our attention to some of the bunnies front rowers off the bench. So you got Davi Moali, who was actually named uh, to start, I believe. So you got Moali who was uh, given the starting prop role, got through 40 minutes, but actually got outscored by Michael Cheekham, who got 44, and uh, Shaq Mitchell, who played pretty handily for 49 points. So Shaq, 45 minutes, and Cheekham, the full 80. So Cheekham was actually there for 
the second row, Jai Arrow um, bumped back to the bench and then also suffered an injury. So plenty of big minutes for Cheekham. And yeah, Mowali, 43 points is the one that missed out. But I think uh, if you're looking for good signs, the fact Mowali was out there to start the game and played the uh, played a relatively good stint out there, 43 points on everyone's bench and making plenty of cash, which is exactly what we want to see. But yeah, surprised to see the other two outpoint him. Cody Walker and, yeah, I mean, 30 points. He's probably a pot at this stage. So you got 600K, everyone looking at the likes of Burton and Dewey, and Cody Walker's somewhat forgotten. And, yeah, you can kind of see why. It's kicking off 2023 with where he was kind of at last season, just very uh, not heavily involved. And on this night, it was Lachlan Ilias. So, yeah, if Ilias is stepping up, that could mean bad things for Cody Walker's super coach output because he needs to be the focal point of that attack. It's where all the attacking stats come from for him and without him. We see what happens, 30 points, an error or so in that game for him as well. Let's move on to the Sunday games. All right, was here front and centre watching this one live with about 12 other mates. We're all inaugural Finns members. I am kind of playing up on the Cowboys, but uh, rest assured uh, there will be no Finns up in where or Cowboys Suncorp came in the uh, I think it's a couple of months time but i'll definitely be all cows but on this day it was all fins and uh great to see for them good turnout i think 30 34k in through the gates there a lot of um those little red fins which i've got next to me here so we'll uh yeah cherish that one for a little while but yeah really good to see i just did not expect this everyone thought the roosters would towel up uh plenty of uh popular supercoach options as well that unfortunately have disappointed on the night let's start at the top james tedesco i mean he looked all the goods in that first half he Set a try up, he was taking plenty of runs and he continued that in the second half, but just was getting met you know, front on by the Finns' defence. They were constantly up on him. Uh, I don't think he got that many busts. He will or he should upgrade from the two that he's been given here. Got a force dropout, so he might get up the 60-point kind of mark, but a very popular captain choice along with, say, Nathan Cleary. And both of them going sub-60s, not ideal to start the season. But uh, again... The Roosters, they're a quality side. They'll have to pick themselves up uh, next week. They do have the Warriors. So whether you trust them enough to go back to the well and pick Teddy, I think I might just on the the basis that they don't often put a lot of bad games together. But this one was pretty pretty dire, but let's put that down to round one. And the the other guy, Brandon Smith, so uh, heavily involved, well, actually not heavily involved, heavily concussed, <laughs> it looked like at one stage, left the field very early, did get back on. Got absolutely smashed by Felice Kafusi, and it was relatively unsighted for the rest of the game. So 44 points. Again, not the end of the world. He was out there, um, I think he got through about 55 minutes in the end. So uh, we did see in the lead up to the game that he wasn't going to play 80. Uh, Trent Robinson came out and said as much in the press conferences leading up to it. But again, a bit of a stop-start one for him with that HIA. But 60 minutes in the end for B. Smith. It's, yeah, again, going to be a work in progress. Looked very, very clunky out there uh who else we got so in terms of the we mentioned them at the top the surprise packets the Finns, sarko jmk jeremy marshall king 91 uh really surprise effort for for him there he got two tri assists the first couple for uh the dolphins so yeah very interesting name there 610k so obviously very coming at a really high price tag was not looked at at all but on that effort geez plenty of heart if he ever came down in value, uh, would be heavily one to look at. And the Hammer, Hammer Time 79, we did say he got a try and a try assist. I had written him off, as I said. So there you go. What do I know? Uh, 964 points would suggest everything you need to know. 
Sammy Walker, he got uh, beaten and bruised, as did Luke Keary, but still put 60 points on. Thought he might have had a little bit more than that, but uh, cut them open a couple of times, uh, three from three in terms of goal kicking, three busts. Um, I think he's got a line break and a line break assist in there. So it was almost happening. You just thought they're going to bust this game open at some point. It didn't come, but uh, Cody Walker, or Cody, Sam Walker, looked like uh, he was very dangerous at, at parts there. So at a relatively high price tag, you're not going to be uh, you know, crying yourself to sleep tonight at 60 points and possibly more with upgrades, but yeah. Would have thought on a, a day like this, it could have been ton territory, but not to be. Uh, look at the Butcher Brothers. So Egan got a uh, spell in the bin at one point for a cannonball tackle. So that absolutely uh, destroyed his score. If I scroll down to find him, uh, 31. So obviously loses about 10 points with the penalty in the bin. So all the minutes as well. It's, yeah, didn't add up very nicely for him, but would have played out the 80 as did Nat Butcher, brother. Brother Butcher on the left edge. So Butcher, 58 points uh, in a well-beaten side in the end. Not a bad effort. Uh, lots of base, 38 tackles, uh, about, what, 13 hit-up points. So in terms of base, that's, you know, 50 plus. And then you'd imagine he'd get the attacking stats when the Roosters start things clicking. They're just too good to, to lie down. So I think that Butcher, you'll put a, probably a tick next to his name after that. Egan, on the other hand, needs to watch that discipline. He could actually see a bit of time out if they crack down on that. Um, who else we got? Probably not a hell of a lot uh, else. Isaiah Katoa, the uh, cheapy half five eight for the Finns, got twenty five. I thought he was uh, a bit of a live wire out there, but he's you know what nineteen twenty. He's been tasked with leading this inaugural side around the park against a pretty formidable uh, outfit. I thought he held his own really well. So good signs. I don't think Anthony Milford is due back any time on that form. Let's move into the final game and, ooh, yep, not a good one. Not a good one for Tigers fans. I was watching it at the, the pub post-match and then in the KFC drive through with a, a long-suffering Tigers fan. So, Timmy, I hope you, your uh, popcorn chicken's making you feel a little bit better. But, geez, the Tigers have not started the year well at all. Full house at Leichhardt, it just seems to be the, uh, the occasion gets to them. And in this case, it was the Titans, the left edge. David Fafida, Kieran Foran combination looked lethal. Set up a try in the first half, and that was a, a surprise-ish kind of move. Obviously, with Bo Firma going down, he did play out on the left edge where a lot of the points come for Supercoach. When he was uh, ruled out, we thought Sam McIntyre would just slot in there, but instead it was Dave Fafida making the shift over. In terms of Fafida's output, that's huge because the right edge is typically where they don't go. Uh, it's where last year it just, you know, a black hole in terms of uh, Supercoach and direction and all that. But if he's on the left edge outside, well, I was going to say outside Kieran Foran, but he is injured. We'll get to that a bit later. But if he's on the left edge commanding a bit of ball, that naturally shapes that way, you'd think. And on viewing here, he's going to be uh, a pretty lethal uh, weapon on that left edge for the tights. So 82 points. We know he always upgrades. That could go as high as 100 once they count all his busts. So if you started the year with Fafida, he started with a bang. And if he's on that left edge, it could be plenty more bangs to come. Adam Dewey, on the other hand, for the Tigers, did top score for this game in terms of early uh, pre-update points. 91, trying to try assist, or sorry, a couple of try assists for him. I thought uh, in a what was a relatively well-beaten side in the end, I thought he was one of the only sparks that they had going for them. Luke Brooks, clunky as ever. Uh, Adam Dewey's still your guy. Real surprise move, though, that they put Abby Coruscant on the bench to start the game. So I'm not sure what Tim Sheens was going. Timmy the Tiger was blowing up Deluxe when he read that one off the uh, Adam Stilesy Styles game mail. Thought that was a strange old move. But 
Tim Sheens, he's been around a long time. He semi maybe knows what he's doing. So really interesting move to see a captain of the club, new recruit, uh, you know, heavily paid for player sitting on the bench. But there you go, impact. So Appy, 47 minutes, dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And not ideal if you kind of potted up with him at that hooking spot. That is not what you wanted to see at all. And then similarly, Alafiana Khan Pereira. So a lot of people played this guy uh, in the side thinking a daytime Leichhardt game would be plenty of points. And in the end, he scored six from 81. I had to double check he played the full game. But yeah, Khan Pereira might have cost a few people some really big rounds to finish off the round one. But six points, he's a young kid. Uh, he'll learn three errors, a penalty conceded. But, uh, you know, they got the win in the end. So hopefully job security not... Too bad, but that is a pretty ordinary start. Uh, yeah, unlucky everyone, including me, who played him. Uh, just going down uh, the rest of the list, the guys like Nofaluma I thought were worth a shout uh, in terms of a pod center wing, but 33 points and not much going his way. Um, Stefano, we're talking, we talk, there we go, I'll get it right. Utoya Kamanu got 41, so I did play him. He got through about 55 minutes, I think it was, in the end, so not unhappy with that 50, in fact, so 50 minutes you're going to take as a starting prop worth 320k. A couple of costly errors, though. One in the first half when they were on the attack. Um, you just can't do that as a starting front row. It's your bread and butter, and you just got to be a bit more disciplined. So hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. Brett Naden, I didn't end up. I did end up potting with him and going him over Tommy Talao, which has worked out somewhat here. Naden did pick up a, a knee injury in the back end of the half. Did play at the the 80, but uh, 53 points and a lot of attack going down his way. I thought when the Tigers are on, if they ever do, uh, it will come flowing through his hands. So I'm definitely not unhappy with that effort, but fingers crossed for his health in terms of the wash-up for on Monday. AJ Brimson, probably the other one worth mentioning, 65 with a try and try and assist. Again, a, not a hugely popular option, but available at 5'8". He's expensive, but uh, in this case, got uh, the job relatively well done. So good on you, AJ. All righty, that wraps us up. I'm going to take us through a little bit of injury talk. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this on your commute or whatever it is, it'll be uh, a little more uh, the dust would have settled. But Kieran Foran, as we said, picked up a, a knee injury in that one, which was not an ideal uh, return for him. I thought you know, if there's ever a player that needs a bit of luck in terms of his injuries, it's this guy and looked really good. And that's the unfortunate thing. Looked like uh, he was going to make the Titans turn a corner. Hopefully, uh, it was a knock on the kneecap. Couldn't run off it. So occasionally you see those sort of pain management kind of things. But given his age, uh, yeah, you just don't want anything anything down near that knee. So fingers crossed for him in the wash-up. Sean Bloor failed an HOA 18 minutes only. Uh, Tommy Talao did come off the field late with leg cramps. So hopefully nothing too serious there. In the Roosters-Dolphs game, it was Radley and Lodge failing HIAs. Brandon Smith did go off as well for one, but came back on successfully. Um, yeah, just not looking good. Victor Radley, you just don't want to see him. Uh, he's had trouble with that before, so fingers crossed that he's okay. Luttrell had a had some scans on his knee as a precaution. He did play through uh, the pain, but it has a PCL issue. So in terms of a diagnosis, it's looking like one to two weeks. So we'll see what they do with him. Jai Arifa had a hamstring strain in the game. Tavita Totola came off with a head knock. So very early on that was. So gave extra minutes to the likes of Shaq and uh, Moale with that uh, Totola knock. Jack Williams uh, for Cronulla joined the pair on the sidelines uh, with a HIA. There's plenty of that going on. It's going to be the, the talking point in 360 and all that. Cam Munster, as we said, sideline for a couple of weeks with that finger issue. Xavier Coates also a couple with a 
an SC joint. Even Craig Bellamy said he, that one was a new one for him. Uh, Scott Sorensen for the Panthers, Category 1. Hednock, so didn't uh, make it back onto the field and probably sweating to be there for Round 2. Frizz as well, uh, HIH, he's the story of the game. Uh, Kalen Pong as well, we know well and truly. He, yeah, unhappy about getting taken off, but didn't see out the last 15. So protocols for both of those guys. Uh, spoken about Maju with a hip complaint and Hammy for Gaga. They should be back next week. Um, but otherwise, we'll see what happens in the wash-up there. Hopefully, your players made it through healthy. Hopefully, he scored more than I did with that 960, but early days. I was talking to Alex at the game and unfortunately didn't spend too much time with him, unfortunately, because he was bragging about his coach, his super coach side. But he did say he was 90,000th after round one last season, so I'm probably heading for about that score. But uh, he did finish relatively healthily, so I think in the top 500 or thereabouts. So uh, early days, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's what I'm telling myself. Can't panic trade. Uh, we'll speak all about that on Tuesday with Alex. But, uh, yeah, wash-up of round one. That's it for JT's Sunday wrap. Uh, best of luck for your uh, updates tomorrow, and we'll chat to you on Tuesday. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.